0: Welcome to the Agile Empath Podcast. Whether you're leading, managing, coaching a team, there is a human behavior aspect. We have 20 plus years in the mental health industry and have creative ways to approach situations. We're gonna begin with innovative ideas, how to tap into creativity, utilizing empathy, so these are soft skills to tap into our own potential and help others tap into that potential so we can be efficient with agile methodologies. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Welcome to episode 7. Today we're talking about leadership skills, specifically self-awareness. This is one of the top leadership skills that leaders report they have to continually work at. Stay tuned. Hello, my name is Alexia Georgiou. I'm a coach and consultant. I innovate and create with empathetic, agile methodologies. My website is TheResilientPathway.com. Contact me, Alexia at TheResilientPathway.com. That's A-L-E-X-I-A at TheResilientPathway.com. We have special pandemic coaching packages available. We're also providing consultation services with development and training on Zoom. I look forward to hearing from you. Today we are beginning a series on leadership. There have been studies where researchers asked leaders around the world about traits. And there's one research study about 2,000 leaders responded, what skills and traits make an impactful leader, and there were eight in this study, and so those are the eight that we will talk about. The first one on the list, it's one of the top skills that leaders report is the most effective to have, and that's self-awareness. According to Travis Bradbury, the emotional intelligence, it's also one of the top skills, is to be aware of ourselves. It does not come naturally to anyone and leaders have worked very hard at developing these skills. So to be aware of our idiosyncrasies, all of us have them and what is not the norm. And we want to work on that because being aware of our own emotions and our own emotional response that has an effect on other people. And when we're leading, we need to be aware of the impact that we have on people. And so that's why the self-awareness is so important. So what are leadership strengths? Leadership strengths are qualities that help leaders to manage and motivate their team. This includes what motivates us and our decision-making. One of the top skills to develop as a leader is how aware we are of ourselves, according to multiple sources, including the Harvard Business Review. Effective teams are made up of people who both understand and complement each other. Does not mean that we think the same or agree on issues? It's an understanding of one another and working with one another's skills and strengths. Self-awareness seems to have become the latest management buzzword, and for good reason. Research suggests that when we ourselves see ourselves clearly, we're more confident and more creative. We make sounder decisions, build stronger relationships, and communicate more effectively. We're less likely to lie, cheat, and steal, and we're better workers to get more promotions more effective leaders with more satisfied employees and more profitable companies so there are definite benefits to working on this skill and it's not easy it involves receiving feedback we cannot see our blind spots and all of us have them and so having those trusted people around us who can give us the honest feedback uh, that is very helpful to have. Self-awareness includes identifying our personality, those aspects that may not be the norm and working on them. What's important is to learn, grow, and develop areas. The way we are perceived is a great place to begin. It's difficult to hear a consistent perception of ourselves when we cannot see our blind spot. This leads us to recognize how our behaviors affect others, giving us motivation to change. Understanding others' emotions and how our words impact them is part of emotional intelligence. So it's not only what we say, it's how we say it and the body language conveying it. Um, some studies show there's a 60-40 split with communication, verbal, nonverbal, other 70-30. One of the earliest said 7% of communication is verbal um, and the rest is split with the nonverbal being how we say it and then watching the body language. And the researchers said, Pay attention when there's not congruence between what we're saying and how it's being said and what the body language is saying. And so what's our effectiveness? Um, When I speak, I grew up in a Greek family, so we use our hands a lot. There was a time when I worked with adolescents and these adolescents, um, many had past trauma. And so, There were times when I used my hands and I got feedback from them. Okay, sometimes that's a little too intense because it reminded them of their trauma. And for me, it's expression. And so I worked on that immediately and acknowledged it. And it took a level of trust for the members of the group to speak to me and to share what their experience was of me. Um, so definitely our behavior affects others. Within my culture, it's very acceptable to speak with my hands. And when I travel, I communicate. I speak English and a recent trip to Rio, um, others were speaking Portuguese and we still communicated because they're very expressive nonverbally, and so am I from my culture. So there's nothing wrong with my behavior of speaking with my hands. It has an effect on others and so I modify um, to have just an intelligence of recognizing their emotions. Uh, because communication is two ways. And this motivated me with an awareness. Um, self-awareness helps us manage our behaviors with others. So again, it's that others. Um, that is what matters, is people matter. The way leaders manage and recognize their own quirks and weaknesses contributes to their overall effectiveness. Uh, So we all have quirks, we all have areas to develop, and it's important to recognize them and to actively work on them. Change does not come easy, change does come. Neurons that fire together wire together, so it's repeating. A new habit Um, and for me it's not speaking so much with my hands to distract as well Uh, because in this culture in the USA you know people do not speak with their hands the same as people do in Greece and so when I'm speaking to be aware of that uh, mannerism and to work on not being so uh, open with my hands a study also found that self-awareness impacts companies' bottom line. In a study of the stock performance of 486 publicly traded companies, Corn and Ferry International found that companies with strong financial performance tend to have employees with higher levels of self-awareness than poorly performing companies. Self-awareness theory states that are two main outcomes when we compare ourselves against what we know is right. We either pass, finding we align with our standards, or fail, finding we do not live up to these standards. With a discrepancy, we can either work towards reducing the discrepancy or avoid it. And the deciding factor could be our perception of how our efforts will affect change. If we believe we can improve alignment with our standards, we'll make the effort to change. If we feel hopeless about making the change, we'll not see value in the effort to move forward and act. So this is where having someone objective walk along this process with us is helpful uh, because we may think, I can never change that. And yes, we can. It's how badly do we want to change it? Um, And what's the feedback that we're respond that we're receiving about it? Uh, Because yes, we can. It is more challenging the older we are. I acknowledge that. And uh, because we've practiced that and the skill and it's more wired in our brain. However, research has shown that we can rewire our brain and we can change our habits. According to Business News Daily, there are seven steps to develop our self-awareness. Keep an open mind. When we can regulate our emotional world, we can be attuned to others' emotions. To be a successful leader, we have to be curious about new people and all they have to offer. This shows that we can be a team player and don't need to be number one. The more open we are to others, the more creative we become. And so that's so interesting to me. Business News Daily is talking about creativity uh, that's fostered from self-awareness. Why is creativity important? Because in this world, with the changes that are happening, only one is technology. There are many changes happening. Uh, We have a pandemic currently of COVID-19. We have a pandemic of racism. There's a revolution happening. Um, Different words and terms are being discussed. One is cancel culture. Do we destroy all the statues we have in the United States of America and forget our history? And many statues have been destroyed. Um, And so there we're going through change. And how do we creatively Innovate. What do our teams need? Uh, because this is very impactful. The what's happening around the world, and we need to organize internally to survive externally. Um, I learned that term from Dr. Segal Barsad at the Wharton School of Business, and I love it because that's what leadership skills do. We organize internally so we can survive what's happening externally. The second skill, be mindful of our strengths and weaknesses. Self-aware individuals know their own strengths and weaknesses and can work from that space. Being mindful of this means that you know when to reach out for assistance and when you're good on your own. I'm an introvert. I work best when I can schedule my own time and get my work done um, and take the breaks that I need and balance it out with my self-care. And part of being an introvert, I really enjoy the relationships and in-person interaction. And I need time away and alone to recharge. That's all that means with my own process. I'm very aware of it, I've lived with it for a long time. And so being in a space where I can have that autonomy and freedom to work with my own process is best for me. Now that doesn't always fit with a structure of certain work environments. Um, And so that's a big consideration is where can I find that freedom and knowing that how we work best, and am I able to work in this position using uh, those strengths and weaknesses? Uh, Because that's my process. And can I modify? Yes. And have I modified in work settings? Yes. Has it always worked the best? No, because, I can't change that I need downtime to recharge. That's my process. And it's different for all of us. What do we need when we're very stressed and overwhelmed to get that reboot? And for me, it could mean a walk, a quick five to 10 minute walk, go sit outside, get some sunlight. Is that permitted to take a break within that work setting? And we all have that, and it's just being aware of our strengths and weaknesses. Um, I have had conversations recently with um, employees who say I quit my job and I quit my job because it was too stressful and I believe them and I see them in a new position and I see what they're contributing and so they're hard workers and they're very capable at what they do. So what was it about the work environment um, that they found too stressful. Um, And I love to explore that with people when they are open enough to sharing. Because um, in some ways we miss it when we aren't allowing the flexibility for people to work with their own process and to trust them as employees. So the third skill of developing self-awareness is staying focused. An important part of our being a leader is making connections, but you can't make those connections if you're distracted. Train yourself to focus for long periods of time without getting sucked into social media emails, or other small distractions. Adam Grant talks about attention management, and I love that uh, because we only have so much time during the day, so it's not something that we manage. Um, and so, if I only have two hours in my evening and I've had a day that's booked with activities, what am I going to focus my attention on? And the research is showing focusing on one task at a time, uh, we have Generations that are multitaskers, and you know, so when I'm studying millennials as a generation, that's one of the traits that the research has shown they have in common is multitasking. I'm a huge multitasker, even though I'm not a millennial. I'm part of Generation X. So it's not that we're stereotyped; you are this way, um, but that's something that I work on, um, focusing on one task at a time. And there are skills, when we develop the skill, we can work with our team to develop self-awareness. And our goal isn't just to be engaged and productive, it's to be absorbed in our work. That's when the true ingenious innovation creatively happens. The next skill builder for self-awareness is setting boundaries. A leader needs to have strong boundaries in place. Be warm towards others but say no when you need to. Be serious about your work and your passions and keep your boundaries firm to maintain the integrity of your goals and the work you put into them. The next one, know your emotional triggers. Self-aware individuals can identify their emotions as they are happening. Don't repress your emotions or deny their causes. Instead, be able to bend and flex with them and fully process them before communicating with others. Now, I can say that during the COVID-19 and the shutdown and the social distancing and the changes in society, I have experienced personally a lot of stress. And I've noticed myself becoming upset more easily with situations that had nothing to do with the level of emotional response that I was experiencing. It had to do with the underlying, uh, just the stress that I'm experiencing uh, with the change. And so to help myself with that, I've engaged in online group coaching, online conversations with collectives, and just talking about this process and how stressful it is, it's really helped me to be heard and to feel heard and to receive some validation. Um, And definitely, I need to take the time to step away and say, what is this really about? Because I'm feeling really upset right now. And I don't think it's, it's not always what's being presented that's upsetting us to that level and understanding that about ourselves. You may be saying, well, that's not me. You know, I'm not feeling distressed and I'm not reacting. That's wonderful. Uh, This is just one area that I consistently have to actively work on and when I don't, that anxiety uh, just can really easily take over because I've dealt with anxiety since I was very little and it came from language. I spoke Greek, I was put in, school that only spoke English. I was four and I just became very shy after that with a lot of anxiety to communicate because I had some experiences that affected me. And so I understand that about myself and I know that um, that's not going to define me now, but I know that I dealt with that anxiety and communication and it's just my area, so huge for me. Know your emotional triggers. Embrace your intuition. Successful people trust their instincts and take their risks associated with them. Your instincts are based on the survival of the fittest and the need to succeed. They tell you what to do next. Learn to trust your intuition. Now that is kind of subjective. How do we trust intuition? And that's a good place to process with someone objective is what does that mean? And what does that look like for me? Um, Because I can describe intuition. um, I know what it is for me. I don't know if I can teach it to you, what is intuition. Uh, But, you know, there are trained professionals who can help us to identify what that is for ourselves. And the experts are saying intuition matters in developing self-awareness. Practice self-discipline. Good leaders tend to be disciplined in every areas of their life. It's a character trait that provides them with the enduring focus necessary for strong leadership. So there was a talk, and it was on social media. Um, A leader in the military said, make your bed every morning. And that's, he was talking about self-discipline, that it's in every area of our life. Um, And so it's an important skill and you may be saying wait a minute. I don't make my bed I don't want to make my bed, but it's part of developing the skill of self-awareness In summary benefits of working on our self-awareness includes positive impact on bottom-line earnings of the organization connection with our authentic self increased confidence and creativity Better decision-making, development of character, more satisfied teams, and being promotable. And definitely connection with our authentic self. Do we like who we are? And if we say no, what is it that we don't like about ourselves? That's a key right there. Because if we're thinking, I don't like that about myself, probably it's making an effect on other people. And so that's something, that's a great question to ask is, Do I really want to connect with who I really am? And the answer is yes. There's great parts of all of us uh, that is just phenomenal. And then there are parts of us that need to change and need to be worked on and that we don't like. And it's okay. Work on it. And if we can't change it, then accept that about ourselves. As human beings, we can make the changes necessary to develop our leadership skills and self-awareness. Let's begin today with the understanding life is a journey. We're walking this pathway together. Let's be encouraged to move forward and upward today. Hello, my name's Alexia Georgiou. I'm a coach and consultant I innovate and create with empathetic, agile methodologies. My website is TheResilientPathway.com. Contact me, Alexia at TheResilientPathway.com. That's A-L-E-X-I-A at TheResilientPathway.com. We have special pandemic coaching packages available. We're also providing consultation services with development and training on Zoom.